This is Olivia Farabaugh, and you are listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Hallie. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Please like us on Facebook, where you can click the anchor link to leave us a voicemail. You can follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. You can even email the show at StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. You can find our merchandise at tchip.com and by searching Stay Tuned. A big thank you to Jesus Perez for helping to set that up for us. And if you need any artistic help, you can look him up on Facebook at Ace in the Hole Signs and Graphics or Dirty Baby Original. And his website is aceintheholesigns.com. We are available on all major podcast platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So please make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate your support. Now, let's get into the show. Stay tuned with Troy and Howie. Good morning, Troy. Good morning, Howie. And so, you have some exciting news. Uh, I didn't know yeah. you were expecting, but yeah, uh, I didn't apparently, either. Apparently, you uh, you got a surprise uh, child addition to the family. We did. Yeah, we um, we have a puppy that is now part of our family, and we had been kind of discussing it for the last few weeks. Yeah, but uh, we decided that. We wanted to add a puppy to our family, and uh, he's a boy. His name his name's Oakley, and he's a lab pit mix, and uh, he's really cute. He's oh, yeah. got the, the these beautiful blue eyes right now too. Yeah. And um, yeah, oh, he's he's been. Are you talking about? Uh, the... Yeah, the dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean yours. Yours are okay too. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but he he's he's been actually doing pretty good. He's been adjusting really well. Um, the nights have kind of been a little rough so far, but mm-hmm. that, that'll come along. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just going to say, I mean, brand new that, um, Oakley's still adjusting to the uh, environment. So yeah, he is, uh, but you'll, he, have he's to, great. you'll have to post a picture of him on, uh, on our Facebook. Yeah, I could do that. I could do that for sure. But yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's great. He's the kids love him and he's, awesome. you know, so, yep. So hey, you know what? Good. When it when it comes to what we've been dealing with for the last year and a half, two years, uh, mm-hmm. you know, something like a, a puppy in the mix is probably not such a bad idea, you know? Yeah. And that's that's another thing I was thinking about too. It's just, you know, and, and I even said this to my wife, like, you know, just when you're having a bad day or things are rough or you, you just need somebody to kind of hug or talk to or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? The dog will always be there for you. Exactly. So. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. Hey, um, also, too, um, I know the, the voting ended for the mm-hmm. uh, folks for the uh, Central Pennsylvania Hall of Fame. Uh, I, I don't even know what to call it in regards to yeah, it's just, yeah, the Central PA Hall of Fame Awards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully our two former guests uh, will be taking home some awards March 24th. Yes, that would be great. You know, obviously Nick Knight uh, nominated for best 
rap slash hip hop artist mm-hmm. and Olivia Faribault nominated for best female country artist. Yeah. So love to see them take them awards home. Definitely. And uh, also too, uh, you know, um, we got an email from the uh, CEO of mm-hmm. the uh, Pennsylvania hall of fame. So it looks like we're going to have another contact uh, involved and uh, maybe chat with some more folks from this area in regards to the uh, music industry and such. Yeah. And, and just talking with him in general, I think would be fun too, just to kind of hear uh, his background. He's also in a band. Mm-hmm. Um, don't, what is it? The um, shoot. Oh, here it is. Cold Spring Union. Cold Spring yeah. Union. That's the band. And so he's, he's the drummer, I think of that band. I believe so. Said. I believe yeah, so. And, and then he decided to start up this uh, central PH chapter hall of fame. Mm-hmm. So love to hear a little bit more about, why he wanted to do that and how it all got started and what was involved. Cause I'm sure that wasn't an easy process. No, no. In fact, there's a lot of, if you looked at the uh, folks that are on the board of this, mm-hmm. I don't know if you had a chance to look at that. But I did there's, not. There's some pretty uh, big name local celebrities on that. Uh, okay. So we'll have to, we'll have to dig a little bit in and see if we can uh, have a few of those folks uh, appear on our show and talk about, you know, what's going on in their lives and such. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, this is a good opportunity too. Howie, you, you brought something to my attention this morning that you were listening to a, another podcast. Mm-hmm. And since we're talking about local things, um, the Michter's Brewery. Yeah. Uh, you have a little bit of a story on that, Howie, that you wanted to share. And that originated right down the road from us here in Schaeferstown, Pennsylvania yeah. in 1753. Yeah, we're literally 10 minutes from Schaeferstown, PA here. And uh, I was listening to... Uh, Adam Carolla's podcast and uh, they oh. had, yeah, they had a guest on and uh, this guy comes on often. He brings in uh, different drinks for them to try out and, you know, just kind of, you know, get a feel for the different types of uh, alcohols that are out there and such. And he started talking about, you know, this whiskey kind of reminded him cause they were trying some kind of whiskey out. And he was like, yeah, this whiskey really reminds me of this one whiskey that I really, really love. And it's like mixed. And he said the original Michter's whiskey. Uh, and he started talking about them. I'm like, yeah, Michter's kind of sounds familiar to me. And then mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, Michter's, uh, they originated in Schaeferstown, Pennsylvania. I'm like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, real, yeah, real quick before you continue, like, I remember my, um, my father-in-law they had a little ca- a little cabin like up on the land right above Shaperstown there on the mountain yeah and when, to get to it you would have to drive by the old the old brewery there oh so. my gosh i know exactly so, where that cabin yeah. is i see it every yep. time i take 501 okay it has to be the same one if it's up on that <laughs> well it, it's it's kind of back in the woods a little bit you have to get, so you probably can't see it from the road oh, there's okay. a few there's a few houses back in there um yeah. but yeah but we would have to drive right on i think it was even called distillery road like okay. right there yeah. Well, so, once again, anyway, uh, a uh, a mutual friend of ours, um, mm-hmm. uh, Tam Papson. Yep. Her, her parents lived literally next door next door to uh, that brewery. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that, and I actually got to go in. I don't know if you've seen the building yet since, but it's very much ru- ruined yeah. and you know falling yeah. apart. Um, so I actually got to kind of walk around inside just to check it out because. Um, old things like that just kind of I, I always like looking at things like that just to get a feel for history and such yeah and uh but yeah Michter's Brewery like when they started talking about that I was like you got to be kidding me and then they started talking about the history of it and uh and this guy went on to say 
that, uh, you know, George Washington actually purchased whiskey from, um, from this brewery so that he could keep his troops warm during Valley Forge. And yeah. And at, at the time, at, at the time it was known as uh, Shanks Brewery yes. or Shanks Distillery. Yeah. It was founded by John Shank, as we said, in Shaperstown in 1753. Mm-hmm. And, um, it became they became their tagline for a long time was known as the whiskey that warmed the American Revolution. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so. by the way, that's officially the oldest brewery or the first ever brewery in the United States. So yeah, that's that's incredible. Honestly, yeah. it really is uh, to think that that's the first ever brewery in the United States. I know. Well, think uh, about right, his right down the road in little old Schaeferstown. I know. But think about it. Historically, um, the Union Canal, which was one of the main and only ways of transportation back in the day, um, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much went through this area. And, uh, you know, and obviously George Washington uh, was no exception to that rule. He, he was one that went through this area to, um, you know, on his way to Valley Forge. Valley Forge. Yeah. yeah. So For the crossing of the Delaware. You know it. You know it. So lots, <laughs> lots of history there. It's uh, really cool to see. Yeah, that, that reminds me of another place. And I don't know if you've ever heard of this place, Howie. Um, it's not a brewery distillery, but it's got, it's called the, the Mercer Museum. It was the Mercer Mansion. I've Did you ever hear of that place? I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Like the guy had a bunch of architects come in and design this mansion for him. And at this point now, it's, it's just a museum, but it's just, there's so many cool old things in there, Howie. And it, uh-huh. if you're real, if you're into that stuff, I think that'd be a place you'd really like to go check out. Yeah. Where is that at? Um, I'd have to look it up. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. I'll, I just remember going there for, um, I went on my, with my world cultures uh, class on a trip there in eighth grade. Oh. And I don't remember. So it was, I think it was down kind of close to the Philly-ish area. Okay. Um. And I don't know where I set my phone at, or I would be able to look it up right now. (laughs) (laughs) So when, when we talk about historic places, where do you think is probably the best historic place you've ever visited? Oh man. I mean, it's hard to beat DC. Um, Well, yeah, that's true. I, I honestly, I think for me uh, to this day, even as a child, we, um, yeah, my, my grandparents would take me to, uh gettysburg and uh yeah to this day i can't get enough of that place um one of the places that i work at i i work in different hospitals and one of the hospitals that i go to a lot is gettysburg and um and every time i drive there i just get this really cool feeling i just always want to look around and see the different places you know um one of the buildings i still haven't gone into yet is uh i want to say it's the either something Willis building and it's in the square of Gettysburg. And that's actually where Abraham Lincoln spent the night before reciting his Gettysburg address. Oh, really? Yeah. In fact, uh, Abraham Lincoln wrote the Gettysburg address from this building uh, that night before. And, uh, and I always wanted to go into there just to kind of check it out and explore just so much, so much history, whether you're, whether you're into like uh, old war history uh, yeah. or just history in general, uh, it's just a really cool place. Um, I remember I was doing an education thing. I was teaching a, a class at Gettysburg Hospital or Gettysburg College, and uh, I remember the um, one of the professors there was 
telling me the story of they were actually the Gettysburg College was actually having classes all the way up until the first shot was heard at Gettysburg. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And they said that most of the a lot of the, the kids that were in the uh, college, they basically when class was done, they literally basically walked out and had to get suited up for war. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's so, incredible. Yeah. And I was, I was sitting in the window area and they were, they were like, yeah, if you look out this window, this is where you could actually see a lot of the war occurring in the, in the oh. moment. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, you just kind of close your eyes and you just try to imagine what, what is it like back in that day? You know, I know I could never, I just, I, I never could have that mindset to do something like that. And, you know, uh-huh. thank God for those that could, because I, I mean, we'd be under somebody else's rule by for sure by now. <laughs> yeah. Know? Right. So it's, yeah, it's crazy. I hear you. Um, yeah. So a lot of, a lot of history in our area, Howie, a lot of history. Oh, yeah. And, um, uh, you know, I guess now would be a good time too to just kind of mention the Olympics are now going on. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I guess that started what maybe Saturday? technically, I think there was, I think there was some that were actually on Wednesday night, but I think the opening ceremonies were Friday night. Yeah. Opening uh, ceremonies were Friday night. And, um, yeah, I thought, I don't know if you got a chance to see any of the opening ceremonies, but I did not. Okay. It was pretty impressive. Uh, a lot of, uh, technology involved in it. That's for sure. Yeah. And I, and I guess, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see how this goes. Um, the United States is not, well, none of the countries are using their pro athletes at all in the hockey at all this year. I know. Um, so that should be interesting. So are, what are they using college players, Howie? I, I believe so. I believe it, are so. they, are the amateurs allowed to play like the ones that haven't been called up to the NHL? Well, when you said that, that's the first thing I started thinking of. I'm wondering if like, I'm guessing not because the AHL is still playing. So, okay. Yeah. So I would assume that they'd be on a hiatus if they weren't. Yeah. I would imagine. But, uh, but yeah, this might be the uh, first year in a while that I can actually root for the United States in hockey because in the past I was always kind of like, come on, Crosby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I remember, um, geez, I don't remember which Olympics it was. It might've been like eight years ago when, uh, the u.s and and the canada they really had a, a good run at each other oh yeah and I, and I think the united states beat them in pool play but then when it came down to the gold medal game canada yeah. won oh, and yeah. i think it was if i'm not mistaken it was either a shootout or like a one nothing game or, it was or a something close game. like that yeah yeah was, in fact i almost think crosby scored the winning goal he did he scored the winning goal on ryan miller because i was a big yeah. ryan miller fan oh that that's time. right he was on the sabers at that time yep i remember that yeah. Yep. So yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, indeed. And, uh, oh so yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say too, um, the last Olympics, um, the female hockey team, the, uh, United States beat Canada. Yeah. 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 Which is odd because, um, I mean, those two are the, definitely the two best women's hockey teams. It's always us and Canada always. It seems like okay. one year or another, one team wins the gold medal, the next team wins it the next year, like, yeah, without a or, or the next four years or whatever. Yeah. So, so yeah. And, and you know what, since we're talking a little bit of sports uh, with the Olympics, oh, what yep. about Tom Brady? Yep. It's finally official. Like we, last week we had kind of, <laughs> we had brought it up and, and it was speculated. Yep. But now he had, I think on Tuesday or something, he finally, um, announced that, yeah, he's done. So yeah, and I, I'm yeah, curious to hear the details because I was told that if he waited until February 4th, he would get this bonus. 
and, and it was a 15 million dollar bonus and here he did he announced it beforehand so i'm like huh i wonder if he lost the uh the bonus or did they work out a deal to where he would still get yeah yeah i would i would imagine because brady's not a dumb business person yeah i was just gonna say as savvy as he is i'm sure yeah. something was worked out yeah i would imagine so yeah um not gonna yeah, throw 50 so, million away. i don't care how rich he is yeah the greatest ever do it and now yeah. officially retired i mean that's uh just you know say what you will about the guy some of the controversies that surrounded him but Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing to sneeze at. Seven Super Bowl victories, yeah. what, ten, ten being in the game ten times. Um, just yeah, I mean, just think of and just think of how many years they were in position to even just go to the Super Bowl. Like, I know. So what and did he have a 22 year career, and he was in the Super Bowl ten of those years? Like that's almost 50 percent of the time he was in yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah, like, we've we've seen our share of Tom Brady. That's that's yeah. Put it put it that way, right? Uh, yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> Yeah, it is really incredible. And uh, I guess when it comes to measuring the greatest, um, I don't know about you, but I always, I I truly measure greatness based on, um, you know, the trophy, really. You know, I mean, that's that's got to be a big factor. Yeah, because like even with the Steelers, everybody's like, oh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is the greatest quarterback ever in Pittsburgh. And I'm like, "Ah." you know, I love Ben Roethlisberger, but... uh, Mr. Bradshaw uh, brought four trophies to Pittsburgh. So um, I'm going to, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm going to have to, even though, you know, the stats are much different and Roethlisberger has much better passing stats and such. Um, Bradshaw, eh, Bradshaw lived in a different era. He, he lived, did. He, he did. lived in an era where Chuck Knoll was the coach and Chuck Knoll was not about passing. Yeah. You know? In fact, yeah. Yeah, in fact, it was 1990. I forget what it was, 91 or 92. Uh, the Steelers never went into shotgun until that year for the first yeah. time ever. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I remember we had that discussion before. Yeah, that's that's just incredible that that yeah. it took that long. To... But yeah, so yeah, so congratulations to Tom Brady on a heck of a career. Uh, no doubt, will be in the Hall of Fame in five years. And I'm curious to see what happens there with him and Ben retiring the same year. I know if they're going to throw both those guys in the same class and um, well, what do you I don't think? know. I mean, I think you have to, I think they're first, they're both first ballot hall of famers. Yeah. How can you not? Um, it just, it's just odd to see two historic quarterbacks like that coming. I know retiring the same year and now going to be on the same hall of fame ballot. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, oh. it's, it's going to be one amazing hall of fame uh, yeah. ceremony, I think. I mean, you could almost just have them two as the only two going in that year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we all – I mean, you know Steeler Nation is going to be representing. Yeah. Um, yeah, they always travel. Sure. Well, yeah. well, the Hall of Fame is not too hard, far from Pittsburgh. So No, it's not. It's not. So, yeah. So, yeah, they're always there in uh, full force. So, yeah, that'll have be interesting. Ever, we'll see what happens. Have you ever been to the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I've been twice. Okay, actually, I've yeah. never been there yet. I need to go. Yeah, it's really cool. I really enjoyed it. In fact, I was even at a family reunion on my wife's side, and um, the family reunion was in Canton, Ohio, and I didn't get. And you still didn't go? No. Oh my god. No. Yeah, I've been there, and I've been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame too, which is oh, okay. Yeah, that's really cool too. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely um, have to make a trip out there sometime. I haven't been to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh wow! I know. I know. I mean, I haven't either, but I know how big of a baseball fan you are, so that's really yeah. surprising. 
Yeah, that drives me crazy because really the Baseball Hall of Fame is a drive away for us. Yeah, yeah good old Cooperstown, <laughs> New York. Yep. So, but hey, one more thing, real quick, with sports before we kind of move on. Um, uh-huh. It's been a lawsuit filed against the NFL and yeah. the NFL's owners by Brian Flores, the former head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. And this all goes back to that Rooney Rule thing, which we kind of talked about a little while ago. And, you know, I, I get the idea behind the Rooney Rule, and, and I, yeah. I know why they're doing it. But it's also kind of the point that I brought up to you too, Howie, is like, do you really want to go through an interview regardless of race? Yeah, just knowing that you're only being interviewed based on your color. Right. Right. So... I think this needs tweaked. I, I think there's definitely a problem here. Mm-hmm. And I think if an owner goes in, if they fire a coach, knowing they have another coach in mind and that's who they want, like, I, I don't understand why it's anybody else's business who else they interview, to be honest. hundred percent agree. hundred percent agree. And um... that being said, I do think that there does need to be more diversity in the coaching. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean just pick, a black or Asian head coach or whatever, just because they're black or Asian, they right. have to be qualified as well. But yeah, I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if we need to um, like have more minority owners. Uh, well, I mean, you know what, honestly, it comes down to, and, and if you think about it as a business, like if you were a business owner, mm-hmm. if, if I were a business owner and I saw somebody who I know would be a perfect fit to make me money, mm-hmm. I'm going to hire them. Sure. Now, am I going to care what color they are? I don't think so. <laughs> I'm, you I, like, I know in my case, I, I know so, but, right. but, uh, but I don't think other, you know, I, I think we're kind of, I think we're done with the Marge shots of the world, you know, where, yeah. Um, you know, well, not that long ago we had Jerry Richardson. Well, yeah, for the Panthers. Yeah, that that's was true. I mean, I forget what he was doing, but there was some sort of racism going on there as well. You but know? you know, like we've said before, racism is never going to end. Oh no, absolutely uh, not. You know, and I really do believe when you look at the overall picture, especially when you look at the NFL, um, we've come a long way uh, when it comes yeah. to uh, you know minority uh, coaching head coaches. Uh, I mean, the Steelers have had a black head coach for quite a while now. And uh, yeah, I don't think anybody, seven, yeah, something, like that. something like that. And I don't think anybody has blinked an eye in regards to that. And, yeah. um, you know, I just don't think it's a big deal unless someone makes it a big deal. Yeah. And the thing that I think keeps getting lost in translation here is the fact that and there's very few franchises that keep the head coach longer than five to six years. Yeah. You know what I mean, like it's a revolving door. And once so, again, we talked about measuring greatness, right? Yeah. We measure greatness on bringing home a championship. And if your coach cannot bring home a championship, no matter what the color, uh, yep. you know, they're going to look somewhere else to see if they can bring someone in that will. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know what the answer is here as far as, you know, getting more minority coaches in the league. Um, it is the, here. The one thing that is a bit odd is the fact that I'm just guessing here, but I'm going to say maybe 70% of the league is probably minority. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, it's funny you said that because I was thinking of that. Um, when you look at any team on the field, you mm-hmm. look at the defensive line, you look at the offensive yep. line, 
<clears throat> you look at the receivers, you know, and even, even a lot of the quarterbacks now. Remember back in the day, uh, mm-hmm. when we watched football, I could name, in fact, I can still today name um, all the black quarterbacks in the NFL that were starting 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's a good point. Cunningham, Warren Moon. Yep. And uh, that might have been it. Yeah, I think that might have been it. Right. Yeah. I know Cunningham, yeah. Warren Moon. And I don't know why I think I think there might be one other. But... Rodney Pete. No, that was e- that was even later. OK. So, you know what? So back in the day, there were only two that we can list. Yeah. And, um, you know, and look at today. We've come a long way. And I think people forget that. And, uh, you know, let's continue growing. Let's not continue complaining. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, you know. I, I mean, I kind of get where, where Mr. Flores is coming here, mm-hmm. like, uh, as far as he got this text exchange that's basically yeah. telling him that he got this job, which was sent to the wrong Brian. Before <laughs> he had even interviewed for the position, they had already basically said that they're going to give it to this other guy. Yeah. So I, I get where he's coming from here, but in the same breath, like, if you would have got that message, and you found out that it was from the wrong guy. It was for the wrong guy, uh-huh. and the other the other Brian was getting the job. Wouldn't it be at that point said, "Hey, like you already know who you want. Like let's not waste each other's time." Right. You right. know what I mean? Like why even go in for the interview at that point? Then if that's what you found out. Well, I like, guess the sad part is, is is if he did not go in for the interview, then somebody else would have had to have gone into his place based on the Rooney rule. That's true. And uh, and that that would have been it would have been unfair for anybody yeah yeah so i get I mean, what I think, he's coming at i i do i really get uh i don't i mean i don't always agree with the rooney rule because like you said earlier we just need you know let them hire who they want that's best fit for them and and uh it, if it happens to be a uh, a black um male that wants the job mm-hmm. then by all means you know then hire them if it's not then hire someone else and I, don't I, and think, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I, I, I would have to imagine uh, whoever was interviewing him didn't have the mindset of I don't want a black person because they're black. Yeah. And, and, and here's another thing, Howie, and I don't know the exact rules behind it, but there are um, compensation draft picks and stuff that are in place for teams that have um, assistant coaches mm-hmm. that are black or minorities. And then go on to get hired by another team as a head coach or, or vice versa or whatever. So there are incentives there yeah, for teams to want to have black coaches on their staff right? so that they'd have the opportunity to go somewhere else and be a head coach. Mm-hmm. And then therefore they get compensated for having those picks, you know, yes. get, get compensated with picks for having that coach on their staff, you know? Yeah. So they, they are doing things like that to try to help out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, like you said, I think we just got to keep, keep moving forward and let's not keep rehashing the past. Let's, let's, let's see the progress that we've made instead of kind of going back and saying, well, you know, I, I yeah, I agree. I agree with what you're saying there, Howie. I, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Well, and, I, I and, I know, and I know this stretches beyond football. I mean, we, we, sure. you know, that's all we got to do is look at the uh, Supreme court, you know, and what Biden wants to do, you know, and yeah. Uh, you know, and that's another one where it's like, you know what, if there happens to be a black female out there that is very much qualified for that job, then by all the means, most qualified or the most qualified for that right. job, then by all that's means, the bring thing. her on board. 
But if I'm sure there's is, a lot of black females that are qualified. Yeah. But is she the most qualified person for that job? Right. Right. Stress the word person. And uh, right. And, and to me, and I know we've talked about this in the past. I just think we're doing a disservice to um, the racism that goes on in the world. Agreed. Agreed. I think we're feeding into it. We're drawing a divide. Uh, now we're doing it in an opposite way. You know, a right. hundred years from now, we're going to talk about, you know, black privilege and, yes. uh, and it's going to be history repeating itself, unfortunately. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree with you. And, um, a lot of people I talk to agree with me on this view, viewpoint as well. So mm-hmm. I kind of don't know where a lot of these things are, are formed or where they come from or how it even happens, but right. yeah, I mean, we, we got to stop making that divide. We, we had to just, everybody's a person, regardless of race, gender, whatever, all that kind of stuff. We got to stop doing that yeah. and just treat everybody as a person. And whoever is the most qualified for whatever position they are trying to get, that's who should get the job, regardless of what they are or who, what they look like. I agree. I agree. So, all right. Well, Howie, I think this will be a good time to stop and take a little bit of a break and we can come back and talk about some pretty famous birthdays we got this on this day actually i was gonna say you came up with a a ton of them yeah so but yeah so uh we will be uh, right back after this quick message or messages i should say hey all what's up this is brian from data monster customs are you looking for that unique gift for your spouse sibling child boss or anyone for every occasion well we do one-of-a-kind personalized figures check us out on instagram at data monster that's d-a-d-d-a-m-o-n-s-t-e-r or just put data monster into the google machine and check out everything we can do for you once again this is brian for data monster customs Oh, I know. I know. Speaking of Super Bowls, right? Yeah, just watching that video just takes you back, though, man. My gosh, that was, uh, yeah, but obviously the, the jungle, as they call the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, they're uh, they're off to the Super Bowl. So, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, the, the Super Bowl won't be in Cincinnati, so they're not really in the jungle. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they will be wearing their uh, home uniforms. Yes. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. And in other news, uh, happy birthday to William Bailey better known as Axl Rose. Wow. Uh, turning 60 years old today, Howie. 60? 60. Oh, my gosh. We are getting old, Troy. I know. To believe Axl Rose is now 60 years old is just incredible. Um, obviously famous for being the lead musician of Guns N' Roses. and Yeah. I, I always feel like we got robbed with them, Howie. In what way? They, I felt like if they could have put their egos aside all that time and kind of worked out that what 20 year breakup they had, you know, know. I know. I just wonder how much more great great stuff they could have put out, you know? 
Yeah, um, I'll tell you what though, their appetite for destruction album alone oh. is just like to me, it's an A plus album. Yeah, exactly. That that album you can listen to for decades to come, in which we basically have, and straight through. Yeah, not to skip anything. I know, I know. You know, that's that's impressive. Um, yeah, that was that was a great album, and I'm mistaken. I'm, that was their debut album. I'm not mistaken, right? I think it might have been. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. That though, like Gun, um, Axl Rose slash. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and Axel Rose McKay. doesn't get enough credit, in my opinion, for the quality of voice he has. Oh no, there's people that said that his his octave range is incredible. Uh-huh. Like they said, they said I I don't know if this is true. This is just what I've heard. Yeah, but there's people that I've heard say that his octave range was actually better than Whitney Houston's. Whoa, <laughs> he had more range than Whitney Houston. I mean, I, I, I that that's a hard to believe statement, but I'll tell you what, I know he was good. I mean, he was a, yeah. And and you can slow the songs up. Uh, I I always think of like "Sweet November Rain." Yeah. Um, you know, though it doesn't matter what range of song he's singing, he sings it well. He really does. Yeah, yeah, he sure does. And yeah, Axl Rose, great lead singer. I mean, and, and for a for a while there, when the ACDC vocalist had went out, he actually went out on tour and sang for ACDC. Uh, so I would have loved to have and, seen that. Yeah, that would have been pretty good. I agree um but yeah guns and roses fantastic band led you know obviously on vocals by axel rose and mm-hmm. just uh yeah great band go down in happy history is one of the greatest ever do it birthday wow yeah happy 60th birthday yep Oof. crazy yeah it is <laughs> yes it um is. well i see the next clip you have queued up there so let's let's get into this guy here howie all right uh, let's hear this clip here first mr gorbachev tear down this wall obviously yes the great late ronald reagan ah yeah would have celebrated his uh well let's see 111th birthday today howie (laughs) yeah yeah. Yeah. he he was he was the greatest president of our era i it's hard to argue against that it Mm -hmm. really is um because think about it i mean he was he was president i think from 1980 to 88 if i'm not mistaken Yep. And yep. Uh, 80, 81, I think. Okay. Technically. Yeah, probably yeah. technically. And then we had George Bush after that, who who happened to be his vice president at the time. Yep. Yep. And then after that, I believe we had Clinton. Correct. And then the and other Bush George again. Bush. Yep. And then, um, uh, oh, Obama, uh, Obama Trump, yep. and yep. Uh, and what's his face? <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to mention him. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, he, uh, so think about that. And then Jimmy Carter before that, you know, yeah, that, that wasn't that great. No, no. Um, what so was we, it before that? Was it Nixon and, and um, somebody Eisenhower or something? Or? Nixon, I don't remember. And uh, he took over for, Kennedy, he, 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 was in he there took over for Nixon. He took over for Nixon when he resigned. Oh my gosh. Uh, Johnson. There you go. Lyndon I think it was Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. 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 Cause he was president when I was born. Yeah. So that's, um, yeah. Yeah. I would say he's the greatest in quite a while. I, I would agree. Um, I mean, just a great communicator, uh, someone that other countries were like, Oh crap. Uh, he means business. You know, yeah. um, we need that again. Yeah. And I thought it was pretty funny too, Howie. I was looking up some, some famous kind of funny quotes he had or whatever. And yeah, I, I can't remember all, all of them off the top of my head here, but the one about uh, after he got the assassination attempt and got shot, 
and his wife comes walking into the hospital. He's sorry, honey, I forgot the duck. <laughs> uh, and then he tells the surgeon that he's going back to the operating room. I wow. hope you're all Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> I can still remember as a kid watching that footage on TV. Uh, yeah. Happened. Uh, John Hinckley, if I'm not mistaken, is the guy. Yes. Got him. Yep. That's it. And um, yeah. He... And, and uh, of course, we got the famous Brady law out of that, too. When yeah. uh, what was it? Was it William Brady that got shot and paralyzed from that? Mm hmm. Yeah. And then the Brady law with the, the gun rules and gun laws and stuff like that really started getting hot after that issue. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So happy birthday to the late, great Ronald Reagan. And uh, I, I wanted to kind of bring this up, too, because I thought it was kind of funny. Um, he was Trump before Trump was cool, right? Like uh, he, was, he was he was an actor in Hollywood and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, former was, so, uh, former governor of California as well. Yep, California. By the, by the yeah right. By the way, he was governor of California, and uh, what a, what a weird feeling that actually California was running well. Yeah, wow. right. Look at California yeah. today. Not, not to get to too think. political. Yeah, go yeah. Ahead. I was just gonna say to think that think of California now, and that's always considered a democratic state at this point, right? But yeah, at that point, there was a Republican governor in California. Isn't that crazy? Uh -huh. like, it was a Republican, yeah, Republican governor in California, and it, and it ran amazingly well. And uh, not like I said, not to get too political, but look at all the cities that aren't running well today. Yeah, and unfortunately, and, yeah, and look who's running those cities. And I'll just leave it at that. You know, do your research. And, uh, and same thing with states. Look who's running the states and see who, what party they represent. Yeah. That's all hey, one, more thing on, <laughs> one more thing on Reagan before we move on to this next guy. Um, on his birthday in 1998, he was actually um, honored by naming the Washington National Airport it is now known as the Ronald Reagan National Airport. Yeah. So, so on his uh, birthday in 1998, they renamed the Washington National Airport to Ronald Reagan National Airport. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, so. very much so. Very much. All so. right, this oh, this next guy. Oh my god, <laughs> uh, he got hot for a while there with uh, what was it like um, commercials and stuff? Like people yes. were uh, using his commercials, and then but obviously we got the great Rick Astley, the English performer, and let's hear a little clip of him real quick. Everybody knows this song. This pops up on oh. every radio station. Yes, sir. <laughs> Looking at that guy, would you ever think that voice is coming out of him? <laughs> no, no, I see that. I hear that voice and I'm thinking somebody much bigger and uh, yep. yeah. But yeah, he's a, yeah, like a scrawny looking redheaded kid in this video. Yeah, never going to give you up, but he's not a kid anymore because he's turning 56 years old today, Howie. Wow, okay. So, yeah, 56 years old for the, the great Rick Astley. And um, my wife will actually be seeing him in concert this summer, not to just go see really? him, but he's part of the, yeah, he's part of the group of people that are going to be there. It's, uh, I don't remember what the name of the, the venue, or the not the venue, but the name of the concert is, but they use a lot of uh, older artists. And I think like uh, New Kids in the Blah. Salt cool. Peppa and stuff like that are going to be there, and, and Rick Astley's that? on that. It's a Hershey in the Hershey okay. Arena. I want to go so. to, and I haven't, I haven't bought the tickets yet, but I want to do the Poison concert. Oh uh, yeah, I saw that Poison, Motley Crue, uh, uh, Def Leppard, Def and, Leppard and uh, uh, Joan Jett. I Joan mean, Jett, yeah, what, what a, a freaking show. lineup! Yeah, 
you know, I hope they can all sing the way they used to sing because that's got to be an amazing concert, in my opinion. I saw Def Leppard twice, and I was impressed both times. They're very good. Yeah, I've never seen Def Leppard. I've seen Poison twice. Yep, I've seen Poison twice as well. I've never seen Motley Crue, though, and I heard they put on a great show. So I'm interested to see how that is. Oh, yeah. And uh, Definitely. Joan Jed, say what you will, but she had had some pretty good hits. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah, I love rock and roll. Uh, she did a she did a cover of Crimson and Clover that I really loved. Oh yeah, um, I do remember that. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, what was the other one that she? Um, uh, man, she had another really big hit too, and it's not coming to my head right now. But anyway. Um, oh, also see, who's next? too. Um, speaking yeah. of concerts, you said your wife's going. Um, I'm actually going to a concert this summer um, with my wife in Pittsburgh at PNC Park. Oh yeah. And uh, it's Billy Joel nice yeah that's a good one yeah i've seen him before uh i've seen him up at penn state okay um, and uh he puts on an amazing show i bet he's a lot of fun you want to talk about a guy who cracks jokes throughout the concert yeah that's that's what he does he's fun yeah he's he's a great performer and and you can tell he likes to have fun with his crowd and get him involved as he goes along too and stuff so yep oh another guy from the music world howie oh my gosh Um, well you know what we love this guy it only makes sense that we talk about music. I mean, isn't that what we've become? It, it really, it really kind of has been, hasn't it? <laughs> we've become the music entertaining representatives of central Pennsylvania. But talk about a guy here that we lost way too young at the age of 36. And uh, as soon as you hear this, you'll know who it is. And oh, yeah. take, it, take it away, Alan. Just that tone right there. Yep. Obviously, we're talking about the late, great Bob Marley, famous for really making reggae popular. I mean, yeah. in, in all, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, was reggae around? Sure. But it, it didn't hit big until Bob Marley made it big. And, uh, you know, I Shot the Sheriff. I loved his remake of that. Three Little oh, Birds. Yeah. Could You Be Loved? Um, there are just so many songs. Um, but Jammin', remember that one? We Be Jammin'. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh my gosh. I mean, just fantastic. Fantastic musician and uh I was gonna age say. of thirty age of thirty-six, Howie. Can you believe that? That's thirty-six years old. Yeah. That's just incredible. Yeah. So, oh, you, you got another clip of uh Marley here. Oh yeah, you were just mentioning jamming. Yep. Yep. What a song. I know. But I remember my wife and I went to Jamaica on our honeymoon and um Oh it's it's something about that beach vibe yeah and then hearing reggae music kind of going in the back it's just it's so relaxing like it's just it fits that culture so well uh-huh. it really does well do you remember so, the era of wearing jams oh yeah the shorts yep you know yep. that, that kind of what it reminds me of sitting on the beach wearing jams underneath a palm tree and yep. just be like all right i don't care bring on the music come on yep <laughs> yeah that, oh man that's just that's you know every once in a while i'll get in a reggae mood and i'll just pop like a pandora one or something and throw like a reggae station on that's uh yeah i, I love listening to reggae once in a while it's just so relaxing uh-huh. and kind of puts you in puts you in a happy mood a lot of it times, does you know? like, it really does yeah so all right who's next howie that's, oh my gosh all these famous birthdays uh let me do a couple that we don't have video clips of okay um whew. This guy lived from 1756 to 1836, and he was the third vice president of the United States. And you would think that's what he'd be famous for, right? Yeah. No, he's not. He's famous because he had the famous duel 
with Alexander Hamilton, which ended up in uh, Alexander Hamilton's death. And that's, of course, we're talking about Aaron Burr. Oh, yeah. So, isn't that something? You know, I think that this guy, you know, third vice president of the United States. And nope, he's not famous for that. He's famous because he killed Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so, he's famous uh, for murder. Yeah. Um, another one, Howie. Um, and, and this one I was surprised we didn't get talked about more back at, you know, this, she, she passed away six years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, Zsa Zsa Gabor. Hmm. And uh, obviously she was born in 1917. Uh, she died at the age of 99 years old, Howie. And I was surprised we didn't hear more about yeah, right? her reaching the 100 milestone, you know? like Yeah. Uh, so, actually, that was only six years ago. I did not know. Yeah, 2016 oh when she passed away. Yep. Um, another one, Howie. Um, I mean, you have the Walter Cronkites. You have the Dan Rathers. Oh, yeah. And I would say our generation pretty much had Tom Brokaw for most of our childhood. I would agree. Like, yeah. I mean, Dan, Dan Rather was there too. And he was CBS. Uh, yep. Dan, Tom Brokaw was the NBC guy. Um, but I would say a res- well-respected journalist. Um, you didn't hear any controversies with him. Uh, people talking, you know, that, you know, he had views one way or another when he was, yeah. you know, interviewing people or he kept it very straight down the, down the middle and tried to keep it as honest as he could. And I think there was even a quote of him saying that Howie and we were looking up some research on him, you know, that he tried to keep it as honest as possible. And if he ever made a mistake, he apologizes for that. Boy, do Um, we need that now. Yeah, right. (laughs) But yeah, 82 years old for Tom Brokaw today, Howie. Yeah. And and I keep thinking this was um, this was in the late 90s. Uh, I was in fact, I think it was the year after the Olympics was in Atlanta. So 97, maybe. Okay. Uh, but anyway, I was in Atlanta and I remember walking through, um, the main area, the main part of town where CNN is yep. and, and yep. arena is and such. And, uh, you know, back in the day you were like proud to be like, oh, wow, CNN, this is amazing. You know? And, yep. um, boy, I don't know if I even want to walk by that building, <laughs> you know, you don't want to act. You don't want to accidentally get your picture taken with those letters on the behind you. <laughs> exactly. And, and I always think about that because think about the Tom Brokaw, you know, we're, we've, we've lost that era of quality journalism. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, yeah, like I said, Walter Cronkite, Dan Rather was another, was very well yeah. respected. Um, I'm trying to remember who the ABC guy was. Do you remember who that was? Was it um, um, Dan Rather? I can, I can picture his face, but I can't picture his name. Yeah. Like, um, um I know I can picture it too, kind of like a really narrow looking face. Yes. Um, yeah. Boy. But uh, oh, uh, Peter Jennings. There you go. Peter Jennings. That yeah. was another one. Yep. Peter Jennings. Yep. Yeah. So it's just, you know, those were great, respected journalists. And you didn't have all this controversy surrounding them as if they had agendas they were trying to push yeah. and stuff, you know? Like, and yeah. So. And, they, and they reported what was there, not what their opinions were. Yeah. Yep. Agree. So, yep. We've lost that. And as far as birthdays, Howie, let's let's end it with this one here. My gosh. Okay. Uh, let's let's take a few lines from the Sandlot, will we? Uh, <laughs> the salt, the salt and the swat, the great Bambino, uh, uh, the Colossus of Clout. The, I mean, what what all names did he have, Howie? I don't even oh, know. Like, uh, um, I mean, how about just the Babe? The Babe, you know, yeah. Babe Ruth, obviously seven-time World Series champion. Um, obviously started the Red Sox jinx when he got traded from the Red Sox to the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, died at the age of 53 in 1948. Okay. Well, uh, you know, he lived a hard life. 
Um, he lived a very hard life. He lived a hard life. Born in Baltimore. Baltimore, born in Baltimore, and local ties as well. House. Yeah, I was gonna say during the war, um, folks had the option of going to war or yeah. working in the uh, steel mills and uh, producing equipment for the war and such. And yep. Ruth chose to work here in our state and in our county. Uh, yeah. He worked in the uh, Bethlehem Steel in Lebanon County, Pennsylvania. Uh, and he also even played some rec ball uh, yep. in the area too. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of history with him uh, with those ties. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, happy birthday to all those on the list. And we can send you our jib jab boys to wish you a happy birthday. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Still blown up, Hallie. Still blown up. Still blown up. <laughs> you know what? So are we, Troy. Yeah, that's right. Our podcast are. is still blowing up. So uh, keep listening. Yes, absolutely. Uh, a couple more things real quick, Hallie. I wanted to kind of, we had a couple more historical items. I just want to jump on them real quick. Oh, yeah. Um, if you want to kind of talk about them, we can as we go down the line here, but we'll kind of just go in chronological order. Mm -hmm. on 19, in 1935, Monopoly first went on sale. How about that, Hallie? And I know. I don't know if you ever heard the story behind Monopoly. I have but that thing was shut. That thing was um, like pushed away, like on multiple occasions. Really? Multiple occasions. Yes, it kept getting pushed away, know. pushed away. That's not going to sell. People don't. Whatever. That nobody wants to buy a game like that. Whatever. And then, <laughs> and then finally, the guy. If I'm not mistaken, I think the guy released it on his own. Okay. And then once he's the popularity started growing, that's when Parker Brothers bought it. Ah, oh, shocker. Yeah. So. Yeah, you yeah. guys are doing good. Uh, yeah, let's buy this now. <laughs> so yeah that's that's a that's a big game I and mean, i would say it's probably the most popular board game probably. i would have to i would have to argue that yeah it has yeah. to be the most popular board game of all time i would say so so um 1951 i thought this was an interesting bit of, bit of news obviously paul harvey the rest of the story right yes. uh he was arrested in 1951 on this day for trying to get into the argonne um national laboratory which was a nuclear test site just 20 miles west of Chicago. So, yeah. Was he trying to do a news story on it? Or I would imagine. I would, I would imagine. So. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, what else would have been going on there for? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty interesting. You know, I mean, yeah, uh, I would say don't so. really hear too much about nuclear things too much anymore today, as far as like, you know, people trying to get into plants and find out what's going on behind them and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But back then, that was a big, that was a big thing. Yeah. You know, what's going on? What's all this radioactive stuff? And what's, you know what I mean? Like, uh, um, you'll love this one as a baseball fan, Hallie. In 1958, Ted Williams signed a contract for $135,000 and became the highest paid, paid baseball player. Can you believe that? How many times is he just like turning over? I can't say turning over in his grave because I think he's still in the freezer. But uh, <laughs> Oh, really? Um, I think his head is on a... Um, I think they even said it's like on a soup can or something like that. I forget... I think it's I think it's Ted Williams. They froze him um, because of maybe someday in the future they can reattach or something. I don't know, but there's some Are you weird. Being serious? I am being serious, and if it's not Ted Williams, it's somebody else that's famous. But, oh my uh, god! Yeah, he's he's not even buried to my knowledge. 
he's he's in a freezer somewhere and uh well, he's but wishing he was unfrozen and still he, play oh my gosh yeah yeah i think i think he wants his head put on uh you know maybe uh <laughs> i don't know name any athlete i don't care if they're yeah. minor leagues or not because they're still making more than that yeah that's uh, incredible one hundred thirty-five thousand dollars, and then now you know we joked but I think there was a time when Barry Bonds got that big contract, but they were saying that um, he was see- he was getting like forty nine thousand dollars every pitch or something like that. Yeah, like it was yeah. ridiculous. I know. So crazy. Um, yeah, Ted Williams, man, uh, probably the greatest hitter of all time, pure hitter. Yeah, still the last one to bat over four hundred, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's say what you will about that. And he and he did and it he, more than once, by the way. And he also had a pause in the middle of his career to go fight the war. Yeah, as a as a fighter pilot of all things. Yes, I mean, this dude was amazing. So yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, for sure. Um, nineteen eighty, John Wayne Gacy goes on trial <laughs> for his murder of thirty three young men. Yeah, uh, what a clown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no, he, that's what he did. He he uh, dressed up like a clown and he mm-hmm. lured boys into his van. And, yeah, I don't even remember what all he did. I think he ended just, up burying them all under his house in his crawl space or something like I that, think he or did something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a um, can what a dirtbag those kids lived through for that last moment. I know what a dirtbag. And then this one, Howie, real recent history in 2020 on this day, the first COVID death, wow. first COVID related death in the United States was reported. On Where this was day it? In 2020. By the way, it did not tell me. It did okay. not tell me. But I would imagine, I think it came in on the West Coast first, if I'm not mistaken, Howie, like Washington or something like that. I think you might be right, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm guessing probably somewhere out there, Washington area. Yeah, so. Yeah. well, and here we are today, two years later. Well, so what, 700,000 later? Yeah, right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. That, that, uh, that person started the trend that we didn't want to start. Nope, nope, not at all. And hopefully, hopefully we'll end sometime soon. I hope so. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I think, you know, I've kind of said this on multiple occasions, but I, I'm thinking or hoping at least that we get to the point where this is kind of just like the flu and, yep. um, you know, unfortunately it's still going to take some lives and it's going to happen. Um, but hopefully it's not to the extent that it has so far, you know, with, yeah. with where we're at now with 700,000 over this two year period. Well, I think it's insane. I mean, I think the predictions I last saw was it was supposed to peak sometime mid-February and then start declining. So well, that's kind of what it did last year too, Howie, right? And then that new did. variant came along. Yeah, and, and then the Omicron. But yeah, it's I don't think the Omicron itself is taking lives. Right. Um, you know, I think it's just making people sick at this point in time. But yeah, it's it's still something that we probably don't know enough about to really talk about it, to be honest with you. Uh, agreed. Yeah. So no guests, but we still bring you a fun filled show and That's lots right. of information. And I kind of like that. We are able to find some history from our area here as we're kind of talking here, Hallie, that's, um, you know, with the Michter's brewery and even, mm-hmm. you know, Babe Ruth, it's, that's a uh, really cool stuff that, you know, there's a lot of history in this area. And as you heard with one of our, our guests, uh, Taylor Marie Wagner, even, you know, the next County South of us, Lancaster <laughs> County. I mean, she loves going down there for all the Amish and historical stuff down there from the Amish community. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you guys ever get a chance, you know, I, I don't think you'd be disappointed coming to 
this area of central Pennsylvania, you'd find a lot to do here. Mm -hmm. so. There's another interesting historic fact. Um, the uh, first ever uh, Pennsylvania born president was from Lancaster. Yes. James Buchanan. The yeah. only, right? Well, <laughs> second. Um, good point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We keep oh, forgetting yeah, you know. to mention the other guy's name, but uh, but James Buchanan, by the way, was considered the worst president of all time. Yeah, isn't that something? Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, pretty funny. We're probably never gonna have some of the president from Pennsylvania again after this guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Hopefully, this is our last Pennsylvania-born president. <laughs> Yeah, obviously we're talking about uh, Biden, who is also Pennsylvania native, uh, Scranton. Yeah, but, yeah, I think he was, but I don't think he lived there very long. I think it was only till he was like four or five years old that he moved to Delaware, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, something like that. So, um, but yeah, that's uh, James Buchanan. Obviously, real quick was was going to marry a woman from Lebanon, Pennsylvania, um, one of the Coleman daughters. Um, oh, that's right. They, yeah. So. And uh, she she had died. She actually, I think, had killed herself, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. um, and he was, to this day, if I'm not mistaken, Howie, the only bachelor to ever be in office as well. Okay. So, That's interesting news. Yeah. Only president to never be married. So. Huh. Very cool. Very cool. So, all right. Well, hey, I think we've said it all, huh? We have. All right. So, well, you know what? Why don't we just close it out with a little more of a upbeat and uh, throw it out there with some Guns and Roses and uh, Happy Birthday, 60th birthday. I still find that hard to believe, but I anyway. know. Um, so, yeah, I guess until next week, guys, uh, stay tuned and have a, a good week. Enjoy the Olympics. <laughs> listening to another episode please like us on facebook follow us on twitter at stay tuned tnh email us stay tuned tnh at gmail.com and uh, whichever podcast avenue you're listening to us on google apple spotify uh, please subscribe share rate and review and until next week stay tuned <laughs>